Kelk Snug stuck last week. <laughs> Episode 121 of the Lunar Couch. Nerf this. I mean, seal this. Game of Thrones keeps getting better. Who's better than you? GTA 5, silly. PETA, attorneys at law. Questions from listeners. Beer. Reach in at your own risk. This is a loaded couch. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Nice. All right, we're back with episode 121 of the loaded couch. I'm Scotch Hound. Oh, there it was. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, it's like a like a voice fart or something. And I'm Celtic. Does it again? Nope. Uh, it could have just been your voice going so high you just broke the internet. My 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 boss did feel constricted. <laughs> All right, and let's run uh, jump into our beer mash. Calc, what are you drinking? What are you and I drinking? Uh, I, say? I was gonna say, why don't you tell me what we're drinking? Well, no, we we're drinking. To discuss the homework. Ah. So this week on the loaded couch, we decided Ooh. to go with uh, Victory Brewing as our choice beer for the show. Down in town, PA. I am drinking as well as Scotchy. We're drinking the Sour Monkey. Uh, it's their sour. What do you have in there? Their triple. Triple, yeah. Breton. Yeah, the, Breton the triple. What, what, what the hell is that word? That's outside my understanding. I have no idea. It's written underneath the monkey. On that <laughs> sour. Either. It's, a, yeah, <laughs> it's <Brenton> sour. <laughs> it's a sour triple. Uh, it's golden color and it's 9.5% alcohol. Yeah, but what's that middle word there, Kelk? I don't know. Brent me brain noises. don't comprehend. <laughs> me fail English. <laughs> All right, what are you drinking, bitch? I'm drinking the Tart Ten from the Victory Brewing Company. Is that it's like reddish the brown. Walmarts? What's that? Is that like the Walmart's, the Victory Brewing yeah. Companies? Yeah, the Victory Brewing Company and the AIDS. Um, <laughs> it's a sour duple ale, reddish brown and ten percent alcohol. All right. Oh, you just had to point five up us, huh? Didn't you? Jerk. Uh-huh. All right, in beer news, more than 800 breweries, including Sam Adams, Sierra Nevada, and New Belgium, will soon begin printing seals on their beer that that identify them as certified (laughs) independent craft. That's quoted certified independent craft. The initiative, (laughs) which was spearheaded by the trade group for independent craft brewers, hopes to differentiate true, that's in quotes again, craft beers from those made by the likes of Miller Coors, Anheuser-Busch, and Heineken. Oh my Would you God, like my seals pitch? That's going to be tough to beat tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so to, to qualify to use the seal, breweries cannot be more than 25% owned or controlled by any alcohol company that's not itself a craft brewer. Its annual production also can exceed 6 million barrels. So I had a question. Don't say the word seal again. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a question. Uh, which of the th- big three will be the first to break a few companies off at twenty four point nine percent ownership and sell five point nine nine million barrels? I wonder how it gets regulated. Like, are they going to go it down to the hundredth of a barrel? They're gonna <clears throat> they're gonna spin off another company. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> which which one of the big three is going to be the first to do that? So they'll be like Nintendo. It'll be like the new New Belgium. 
<laughs> right, yeah, exactly. And Anheuser Busch will do it. You think they'll be the first? Nah. Imbev. Imbev will. Imbev, yeah, Miller and all that. All right. There you go. We have a new new hashtag word for the show too. Seals. Mate. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, movie talk. Uh Calc, what'd you watch? I watched uh, the Fifth Element, and it was directed by. Who, who directed it, Scotchy? Luke Come on, Valerian Luke Beeson. <laughs> there you go. Isn't it like Luke Besson or something Be- like that? Uh, yeah. Is it? Well, Besson we're not going Benson? French tonight. Besson. Yeah. Besson. I'm gonna say. But uh, yeah, watch the Fifth Element. I actually grabbed it on it was like it was on a couch account good job it was on a sale like two or three weeks ago for four bucks so i picked it up and i actually watched it with my son Uh, or you could just dvr because it comes on every single day yeah but i wanted the the hd version like the high quality and uh again yeah i watched it with my son he's never seen it he actually enjoyed it quite a bit and uh multi-pass yeah he liked the (laughs) multi-pass lilu is uh she knows it's a multi-pass pretty hot in it no, no. What do yeah. you think? I mean, I know that's it's one of my favorites in Calc. I think yours as well. Yeah, it's a class. And the one of the things too, one of the reasons I don't that I like it a lot is it was I. It brings back good memories. Like I actually saw it in the theater during college when I was at art school. You mm-hmm. did. I don't even remember it being a theater. I think it was like ten. Yeah, you were you're still <laughs> getting your ass wiped. Um, but yeah, no, it is a great movie then, a great movie now. I, I could watch it. It's right up there with like the Goonies for me as far as like rewatchability. I could just pop it in any day and watch it. Yeah. All right. Pidge, what'd you watch movie-wise? I, I want to get his Dead Ferns. Oh, okay. Dead Ferns on the fifth element? I'm going to give it 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. Let's see. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 72. It's garbage. Came out, came out in 97. Yep. I was 12. No, I was 15. Mm-hmm. All right, Paige, what'd you watch? I watched a Netflix exclusive. It's The Void. Oh. Um, I read the, this uh, article about, about like, these. What's that? Nothing. Go ahead. I read an article about how these like kind of like low budget cult films that are coming out or like, you know, like B movie films that mm-hmm. are on Netflix. And it was supposed to be a scary movie. And, um, it was okay. It was really weird. Um, what designates them as a B movie? Just that they don't actually go to theaters or is it the actual production company or what? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's not as popular as, you know, I guess like triple A titers titles, titters, titers. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what would classify. I mean, like, Evil Dead was like a B movie, or like Bruce Campbell's a B movie actor. Right, it's like someone it's you just, go to. It's like a combo of the production value and the marketing, like put forward well, to just it. Just the where... budget too. I don't know. Okay, so it's, it all comes down to dollars. Yeah, exactly. yeah, but wouldn't Halloween, the original Halloween, would be a B much be a, a B movie though. That's mm-hmm. had a low budget. Well, I don't, I don't know. know horror it, movies. It, there's it a homework okay. assignment for a or anybody time. listening. Tweet us and tell us what the hell signifies a B movie. Yeah. Or tighter. <laughs> um but it was supposed to be kind of horrorish it really wasn't it was more gruesome than anything um but at the end it was just full-on bloodshed everywhere it was pretty cool but was, again you're eh. still on your horror kick do you think um here's a question do you think too much gore can pull away from a good horror movie 
only if it's done right, it can't. But if you just start going like extreme, blow everyone's head off and oh, wait a minute. just for the sake of it. But then there's things like Kill Bill. I mean, there's a story that's in there and stuff, but that has like the over dramatic, uh, you know, gore in it, like like the blood spraying and the lighting and stuff. And, yeah, it it does. But I think even like Kill Bill as an example, I think it the gore is still not as like extreme as some really bad horror movies where oh, they're yeah, just yeah. trying to be. Just trying to make, <clears> trying to make you throw up. Mouth, yeah, exactly. Mm. So if, if you're bored and just want to see something weird, I would say do this. Okay. Uh, myself, I went to the drive-in movie theater, uh, laid out in the back of my wagon uh, while it was raining, and watched Valerian and Spider-Man Homecoming. And they I think were... the pickup truck was deserving of this driving. Yeah, it was, but my pickup truck's not registered, not inspected right now. I got yeah, it up and running. Just throw over the some weekend. dirt on the corner. <laughs> no, I got it up and running. I gave it like a really nice bath and everything else. It's ready to go. The emissions light was on when I started it, but I ran it for I don't know, pretty much the entire time I gave it a bath. Global and warming. I drove it. <laughs> I drove it around the block like you know ten times, uh, and uh, the emission light actually has gone back off again. So I think it just needed to be cleaned out. I hadn't run in a little over a month and a half. No, two months maybe. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, but we went and saw Valerian, and um, I have to say, Valerian, the story was a little bit lacking. The visuals were right on. I mean, it, in comparison to something like A Fifth Element, which I know that they um, highly compare that to, um, it mm-hmm. was there. I mean, uh, what was the, um, crap, the really big uh, movie blockbuster with the big, tall, blue people? Uh, Avatar? Avatar? Yeah. I'd say it didn't rival... No, I'd say it almost rivaled Avatar for like the visual effects and stuff. But again, the storyline, it just was eh. It's actually funny you mention that because I saw a little behind the scenes. I think it was on HBO, like part of the marketing for Valerian. And mm-hmm. uh, they interviewed Luke Besson. And he actually waited to make Valerian until the technology was good enough. And he actually got help from James Cameron on the effects for this movie. Okay. So... There was some direct Avatar influence. Right. And again, it was, I'd say visually and the way it was, you know, the direction behind it was perfect. I think it was a really, really nice, great looking movie. And the acting wasn't bad at all. It's just, I think the story was just kind of, eh. Well, I would, I guess you could almost say that about the fifth element too. The story's kind of cheesy. I mean, with, you know, with Mr. Shadow and the dark, you know, that dark asteroid. Right, right. So, I mean, do you think Valerian has the pull to be no. one of those 20-year hit classics? No, because it doesn't have the, you know, the the acting, um, what was that, the Yeah, the eyebrows is in it, though. <laughs> yeah, Carrick, what's her name, Cara Delevingne? Mm-hmm. It's funny that you say that, because Nicole, uh, when we were watching, she goes, have you noticed that, like, these big caterpillar eyebrows are, like, an in-thing now? I was like, I um, really your wife's about right. a year late, dude. I know. I was like, I hadn't really noticed, but okay. Oh yeah, I don't look. At yeah, yeah I haven't noticed her eyebrows, babe. Honestly, oh, we, Victoria's Secret came in. Oh boy, I don't want to look at it. No, we don't get Victoria's Secret. This is the first that I've I've seen this girl. Unless you can tell me another movie that I may have seen that she was in. Do you Suicide, wear sunglasses Suicide with your wife's Squad. picture inside? Yeah, I didn't see Suicide Squad yet. Uh, okay, she mm-hmm. plays the. Whatever She's on uh, uh, Tay Swift's Glam Squad. Yeah, no, I don't watch that either. Again, this is, it was the first that I'd seen her, and I was like, 
Hey, whatever. But she actually was in a movie, Paper Towns, also. Yep, I really cool. see that. Anyway, so uh, again, Valerian. If you're in it for the visual effects and stuff, it's definitely there. Story wise, eh, you know, it, you could wait for it to come to your home theater and watch it that way. Uh, but home, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, or yeah, Homecoming. I'd completely recommend that. I was kind of bleh because I thought it was a reboot, and it's not a reboot. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it, all right, so it doesn't reboot, but it's a nice. Uncle Ben's not in it anymore in, already. In, uh, what's that? Uncle Ben's not in it. Not the race. He's, back, but, he's already dead, right? Yes, but that's why I thought it was a, a whole reboot again, where it's like him establishing himself as Spider-Man, and the spider was going to bite him and stuff. I was like, seriously, come on, we don't need to reboot the reboot the series okay, again. Okay. Um, what it was is it's kind of it runs in parallel to or I was going to say it bridges the gap for the Avengers, right? Yeah, there's like some. I guess it starts like immediately after he went and fought when the Avengers movie is when this movie's time timeline starts. Because Tony comes to visit him and stuff after a little while, has like a suit for him and stuff, and then upgrades his suit throughout the um, the movie. Spoiler alert, um, you know. And you know, it's just I thought it was actually a really good movie. I, I was I was super surprised and psyched. Um, the wife. A lot and, of people are raving about this. So yeah, yeah the wife I've, and my uh, son both slept heard. through it because it started at. I don't know, twelve thirty at night. Oh, okay. Just wait until the sequel comes out; it'll get ruined. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they'll reboot it again. Right. All right. right. Tell us about your third movie because I've seen this one and it's actually one of my favorite movies. So yeah, I um, I caught it on HBO, uh, and um, I wasn't sure. Whiskers was. I was like, "Do you want to watch something?" It was uh, kind of over the weekend. She's like, eh, "I don't care." So I put on Passengers, and uh, I was I was really surprised. It was a really really good movie. I mean, there were some parts in it where I was like, "Okay, this could really go the wrong way." And for just the three actors, I'd say that were in it, two and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, two and a half. It it, it really did a good job. Um, you know, she and I are sitting there, uh, you know, when it got to that point, of, and we're sitting there going, "You better say something right now, or you're going to wait too long, and it's going to be bad." And you're never going to kiss her, right? And we're oh. we're like yelling at the TV and. <laughs> Exactly. It was like a total gut check and morality movie where you're like, would I do what he did right, or right, right. no? Right, right. Exactly. So it's just Star Lord. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's really good, though. And I, I definitely completely recommend watching that movie if you haven't seen it. Anyway, I'm dragging on. OK, uh, movie news. Todd McFarlane has officially confirmed a new Spawn movie uh, is in development and that he'll be on the direct or on to direct. Sorry. Doesn't Tom McFarlane just make toys? <clears throat> the, the, this is this is awesome because I mean this is another when I was in art school. Uh, Calc, yeah, am I on mute? Spawn. <laughs> uh, McFarlane, McFarlane was really big back then in the art school days to me. So no, he doesn't just make toys, Jim. <laughs> All right, the film will be Don't produced by Jason Blum uh, and Blumhouse Productions, the studio behind recent hits like Get Out, Split, and Paranormal Activity franchise. Um, did you guys see the original Spawn movie? Calc, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, did I did. Too? Okay. John Leguizamo was awesome. He was. He was incredible in that movie. And then Spawn being burnt is awesome too. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Spawn. I, I actually like John Leguizamo a lot better than Spawn. Right. Um, so I think I'm hoping this, with if they could have brought uh, Deadpool in as Spawn, that would have been perfect. There you go. <laughs> well, I was gonna say with the technology and stuff now. I bet they're going to do a badass job with Spawn. They'll yeah. probably look pretty right, give awesome. It to, don't worry. Tom McFarlane will take it and ruin it. Don't worry. <laughs> now, it's uh, it says an 
a new Spawn movie. So is it going to be a reboot of this, or are they going to go prequel or sequel? I I I'll probably just do different, just a, a new story, and don't worry about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think they have to reboot it because it's like a a newer generation. What the original one was already what twenty years, right? Yeah, that's pretty old now. Something like that. We're dating yeah. ourselves here. All right, TV talk. Pidge, what'd you watch? Oh, I was looking up Spawn the movie. Um, I watched uh, the American Ripper series on history. Okay. I saw episode two and three. And Did you answer any of the questions we had from last week? As far as what? He said, I don't know because I've only seen the first episode. Yeah. I don't remember so, the questions that we had. So either, far, so. Um, the, I guess, British police. Oh, um, I remember my question. Go ahead, though. What was your question? My question was, uh, you remember he, uh, you said that the murders happened when he traveled from the United States back over to Britain again? Correct. And I wondered if there was any murders at the time that were in the United States that had kind of taken a lull and then picked back up when he came back from Britain to be able to tell that it was really him. Um, or if it was just they didn't get They didn't get, they got to the point where he was on his way back from Britain. Okay, okay. Um, so they any didn't talk about any of the murders picking up. Over there, though? In the United States that are documented? They they didn't mention anything about murders being done. Prior to and what, when to he him. was in the United States, it was more so of like um like he killed some cousins that were accidentally drowned in the middle of the night and mm. um kind of other stuff. They did like his childhood stuff where he tortured animals. Gotcha. So he had the he, he had the billing of a psychopath. Right, okay. Um but uh, what was interesting is they found like when you when you go overseas back in the day, you don't have to show documents. You just have to say, "Hey, my name's John Doe." Yep. And then private pro- provide an age and so on and so forth. So he would you they have a list of aliases, like a dozen aliases, and a few aliases were on some of the ships heading back. Okay. From Britain, and they're around the same age as as the guy. Hey, real quick before um, we get too far along, I just wanted to. Did you guys know that Hot Pie from uh, Game of Thrones actually opened up a bakery and it says, "You know nothing, John Doe." Who's <laughs> Hot Pie? The guy that was the baker, the one that. Oh, Arya did he? Knew. The big guy. Yeah. Oh, nice. But you know nothing, John Doe, and you just said John Doe, so it kind of made me think about it. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. He's uh, trying to ride that out, isn't he? <laughs> it's doing pretty well, from what I've heard. I would. I would too. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, it's just it's there's strong coincidences, and the last episode that I saw is they have 13 descriptions of Jack the Ripper from eyewitnesses. Okay. And a lot of them correlated with each other. Right. So they took the ones that all were similar, and they gave it to a, uh, you know, a high-profile forensic scientist to recreate the image. Person. Right. Okay. It was uncanny how similar it was to the two pictures. Hmm. Like exactly the same. Maybe it was, it's crazy. Hmm. So now that now what they're doing is they're going to get a friend. They they did linguistics forensics linguistics forensics, and they said that in the letter this is in, this isn't from a British man. It's from an American. Boy. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why Kelg is not watching this because he loves this crap. Right. And I also my wife and I started back up on Shameless the last season, season seven. We're on episode four. Okay. And it's set, season seven is the worst. Yeah, it's like it's it's so Democrat now. I don't oh, like no. it. Oh, they're PC and all. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you an article how PC it is. <laughs> Calc, what'd you watch? 
Watched, uh, speaking of political, <laughs> I watched... Uh, oh, yeah, Live- I watched Game of Thrones, too. Nice. I watched uh, Live Free or Die. Okay. Um, that's on... Uh, sorry, I think it's Discovery Channel. I always confuse that in History Channel. Um, it's on Discovery. It's just basically like about homestead living, people living off the grid, type of stuff like that. Oh, um, it's really interesting, and I like it. I mean, I like I like a lot of those ideas, and even though I'm into like all this tech stuff and everything, I always say I would not be opposed to us going back to that style of living with some very minor abilities of like modern now, technology. I don't know if we're going to add you to the Xbox Hall of Fame with Lion Rider. <laughs> I, I know what if you're going to go uh, off the grid. We're not going to vote you in. I know what your minor <laughs> technology would be. Just an internet connection, right? You know what? Nope. I would say it would be a calculator. <laughs> I'll take it a step further, like not internet, but cloud connected. So I kind of envision this so like wait, we cool won't be world. Able to play where... internet games anymore? Hmm. No, no. I, I would like to see society like plugged into the cloud and have that ability to like know anything and learn anything. But I'd love to see everybody go back to a more simplified living and not be so caught up in fast paced life. All right. Uh, That's what. But we yeah, so I'm getting them playing. Quit games your job, pitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? I said, that's why we have such a hard time getting you to play games with us. Exactly. We're trying to cut the cord. Because <laughs> you're farming in your backyard. <laughs> exactly. I got a nice garden. You should see my cucumbers. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Don't worry. Your oh, wife does Facebook Live. Oh, my. <laughs> oh. Burn. Uh, also watched Game of Thrones. Um, what do you think? Yeah. I, I did not like it. So I actually liked it. Um, I was you a little. Did? It was boring. So Did you fall asleep in the halfway through or what? No, I just pretty much like the pus and the gross. Thing yeah, of it. that was actually a decent part. So I was talking to a buddy who sits next to me at work and I had not seen the episode. Full disclosure, on- Kelk is a um, one of those like sex hotlines operators. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the voice. The ladies like the deep those voice. Ladies love um, voices. <laughs> <laughs> cool Joe. <laughs> so I was talking to a buddy at work about it and I hadn't seen the episode on Sunday night because I was waiting for my wife. She was out of town. Uh, so we watched it last night. Um, I was a little concerned with the first episode of season seven where I didn't think they were going to be able to pick the pace up enough. And halfway through the second episode, it was lagging a little bit, but it looks like they finally threw it into like third gear and started pulling away on it. Uh, you just like you must have been watching scene. a different Game of Thrones then. So I, I again no spoilers. I liked the action. Uh, I liked the turn of well, events. Well, let's spoil that... it because we already spoiled episode one. No, I'll let I'll let Scott episode talk about episode it, three will be out. He's going to bring it up next. So yeah, but I, I liked this episode a lot. Okay. Uh, myself, I watched Six Feet Under. Still continuing with that. It's okay. It's not. I'm not going to say it's great. I know a lot of people kind of sold me on it being like a fantastic show. And it's okay. It keeps my attention. I'm kind of getting I a little bit annoyed. I hate when people hate on something. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like now that I'm watching, I'm like, okay, I can see like the first. It was kind of an interesting thing, and I like like some of the. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, and it's been out long enough that I don't feel like I'm really spoiling a whole lot. But uh, the two brothers end up taking over the um, uh, the funeral home because the father died. But now it's like, you know, as they're going through kind of their, I don't know what is it, acceptance of the father passing. Like they see him. And they, they also have like some things where they kind of uh, daydream about things happening, and but they show it acting out. 
And then it kind of does like a whoop, whoop, and the guy's just sitting there, mouth closed, and nothing's really being said. You know what I mean? Like mm, a, a rewind. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, I mean, I can see those things kind of being new, like, for that type of show and being interesting and stuff. But uh, the hype that I had kind of gotten from it when it was first kind of really big and it was out and stuff and the people were saying, I, I don't really see it now that I'm watching it. But anyway, uh, but also I did watch Game of Thrones. Um, my sister-in-law had a really funny comment, I thought, uh, when she said, um, she put on Facebook, I think it was, and said, uh, you're on OP, uh, Nerf Plez. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he is. And Whiskers, uh, <laughs> and Whiskers uh, answered back with, uh, Nerf this. <laughs> and a picture of diva nice yeah that's pretty funny but um yeah i i, so, I myself I didn't, I didn't like the episode I, I didn't think it was great see uh, it kind i'm of, telling you kelka's watching a different show whiskers and i thought that the whole uh Masande and uh gray worm scene dragged on a lot longer than it really needed oh to especially god. with the oh god that i don't mind more, the sexy show stuff more vagina I, was, I really don't mind that, that. Was the nudity like... and stuff and i they i think they could have cut it off three minutes earlier with just showing her like stripping down and him stripping down and then closing the door not having to get at least the show his privates right uh, well yeah we, i said i looked over at nicole i said you're interested now aren't you you want to see what's that what's down there don't you and she's like yeah kind of but again it was i think it was a lot of time wasted with the amount of info that they have to jam into these last two seasons to wrap up the yeah. whole story well two points one they kind of earned that moment because I think everybody wanted them to get together. But, but again, no. it could have been just oh. they kissed. She like dropped her dress as the dress was dropping. She closes the door and you just you use your mind to say, OK, they went that far and cut off the two minutes of extra. Well, know, naked. They shouldn't. Stuff, which they is... should not have chosen to shorten the freaking seasons then, obviously. I mean, right. I, that was always my Damn, concern. Kelk wants with... another 30 minutes of this. <laughs> Jeez, Kelk. That, that was an, that was my whole concern with episode one is how the hell are they going to wrap all this up mm-hmm. they should have what... done the same thing in episode two as much many as many people in episode one mm. with the storyline like i said like with uh gray worm not necessary and there was a couple like the what is it uh sam turdy whatever his name is <laughs> sam all right, so, so let's talk about sam real quick because my buddy when we were talking at work today he threw in a pretty interesting point scotchy i know you and whiskers have read the books and he this has nothing to do with the books he his well his thought is how cool would it be if the red witch i think said this that it'll be saved by the prince of the sun right okay am i right he said what if for, he explained it somehow and i'm not like up to beat on all this like game of thrones characters he said what if sam ended up being the savior in some way because he's the son of a of the Lord or whatever that hates him, just cannot stand him. And what if Sam like ends up saving the day in some way for all you know all this? That's well, he kind of is thus far. All cross our fingers and hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I I I can go along and say that I am enjoying uh, his character growth and character arc, kind of going from uh, that little tiny, um, you know, super. Uh, what is that? nervous and shy character yeah yeah i like him stealing his father's sword and going down and kind of going against all the rules that um he's being told he shouldn't be doing like going into the the locked part of the um the library and going ahead with the surgery that he was told not to do and stuff like that to save jorah and um i am enjoying his character in that way yeah can i see him being a uh a savior for the kingdom Eh, i might be reaching a little bit 
but I mean, he he has kind of stood up and you know done his part when he needs to, kind of you know grown the balls when he had to fight the White Walker and stuff like that. So, I mean, I I think he is doing his part to kind of save the kingdom by finding like that um you know the dragon glass uh, Drag- mountain uh, yep. stuff down in Dragonstone. But um, yeah, I don't know if he'll be the 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 king to Daenerys as being the queen. Let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, I think he's already married anyway. All right, yeah. so we're already in the Game of Thrones. Season 7 uh, had a record-breaking debut with the or being the most watched premiere in the network's history. Uh, 10.1 million viewers eclipsed the 8.89 million from Season 6's finale. Uh, the premiere amassed an additional 6 million viewers from HBO Go and HBO Now streaming and same-day DVR playbacks. So uh, just add a quick question to you guys. What kind of money... Uh, does something like that pull in? And remember, there's no commercials in HBO, so they're not getting any advertising money. Well, they get cuts from the cable companies and satellite companies sure. for yeah. subscriptions. They get paid yeah. out of that up front, I think, right? When they come in advert money. I don't know if they they probably get an upfront portion, but then they probably get bonus based on the number of viewers that are drawn in. So what do you think money wise? What's something like that pull in? A premier 10.1 million viewer. It's got to be at least more than what the production value is per episode. Probably at least double. I think they were, what, 120 million roughly now for a season. So I'm going to put my money on half a bill. I'm going to put my money on that. That episode brought them in $20 million probably. Hmm. At least doubled their money for the number of viewers. Okay. I agree. All right. All right, uh, beer thoughts, everybody. Pitch, start us off. Jeez. Right now, like, I'm on the fence, but I'm going to have to go the other way. Now. I'm going to have to say nay. I don't know what it is, but I'm not, I'm not enjoying it as much as I did before. Oh, you've had this one already. Yeah, I think Kelk and I had this one already, Ed, yeah. but... Um, it's one of my favorites, actually. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it does make me want to keep going back and sipping it. But it's just, I don't know, maybe I'm just not craving that taste right now for it. Okay. So it's a nay. All right. Calc? Sour Monkey? Uh, I don't know. I'm curious to see what you say. I'm, well, I'm, gonna, I'm on the... F- I, I, I need you to do me a favor, and I'll yeah. talk you through it. But take a really big sip right now. Really big I sip. Can't, I can't. already okay. finished Oh, it. you suck. I just took a really big sip when Pigeon was talking. And I, my face wanted to pucker. I was like, whoa. It's a good small sipper, I'd say, for myself. Kalk loves those sours, man. Yeah, so I was going to say, it. the sourness doesn't bother me at all. Because with the Tart 10, that Pigeon's drinking, that was like one of the things that I really enjoyed about that. And if mm-hmm. I remember, it was kind of very dry. It finished dry and kept making me want to drink more and more of it. Where the Sour Monkey... Definitely has some elements of the golden monkey in there, and it just doesn't seem like a smooth sour finish to me, like the tart ten was. So, yeah, this one definitely um, has that sourness to the start of it. Yeah, but it yeah, is a wet um, finish, like you're saying. There isn't that dry feeling. Exactly. So but the flavor is nice in it, though, too. Yeah, I'll still give it a yay because I mean, I drank pretty quick. I mean, I powered through the first five minutes of it, but right, uh, I'll give it a yay. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely I've got a six pack of it, so I'm going to give it another try in the next segment. What kind of food pairing? Um, on a sour monkey. What do you? Uh, boy, I bet you they have it on the website. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You know what? I mean, I could almost say drinking this with and having one of those cheese platters. 
I almost feel like I need the cheese to like counter that sour the whole way through. All right, Calc, just so uh, you know, on the side of the bottle it says the sour. Um, yeah, all right. Breton Mice's uh, fermented triple puts a tastefully tart twist on Golden Monkey's sweet, fruity oh, uh, <laughs> essence with its sharp citrus-laden tang. There you go. And I didn't even look at the bottle. Yeah, there you go. But, Gee, uh, you did, how'd you deduce the monkey a triple <laughs> when it says it's a sour triple but did with you, golden uh, monkey, which is a golden triple? <laughs> Check it. All right, so it doesn't say any food, though. So what did you say for your no. pairing? Cheeses. Give me like a you know a cheese, cheese platter, brie, a brie and you know some cheddar, stuff like that. All right. Uh, myself, sorry, I'm a yay. Um, it is a good, and again, I'm with Calcon. These sours are, they're really tasty. I don't know why it's, I don't know. They just they're good, and this one's up there. I I don't know if I've ever had the tart ten, uh, so I'll have to try that one. But this one I like the uh, the wet finish. I like the the fruitiness of the uh, flavor after the initial bite from that sour, um, you know, flavor the sour bite in the beginning. But all right, let's get another. I'm gonna switch it up uh, and go non victory because I'll have to tell you guys about my beer after. But uh, we'll be back with let's talk games. Hey, if you wanna email us at thelotocouch at gmail dot com or tweet us at thelotocouch. Maybe we'll send something in return. You can download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Hey, are you going to finish spelling out cheddar or what? <laughs> no, that's how you said it. You said, give me a plate of brie and cheddar. Cheddar. All right, we're yeah. back with Let's. Let's. Talk. Talk. Pigeon. Without calc. <laughs> Games. <laughs> All right. Uh, calc, since you have your info all filled in, what are you drinking? <laughs> asshole uh, <laughs> drinking another sour monkey uh, from the no, first site it's actually pretty good I definitely stand by my yay Kelk was like pounding his chest like he's a tough guy getting a second beer he's on his first one still. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right Pidge what are you drinking I'm still drinking a tart 10 from victory 10% alcohol all right, and myself, I've moved on. I'm now drinking a Brooklyn Defender. It's an IPA. It's the uh, New York Comic Con uh, version beer. I don't know. It's like a specialty beer for New York Comic Con. Okay, for the Defenders trailer? I guess. I don't know. There's like a girl in the front. She's got what looks like an air pack and a hood. I don't know. She's got like a, a ice hockey goalie arm guard on her left arm and a helmet it's with Casey a Jones from Ninja and... Turtles <laughs> yeah maybe that's pretty crazy looking anyway I haven't tried it yet but it is 6.7% alcohol by volume out of uh, the Brooklyn Brewery in Brooklyn New York all right uh, let's talk game. well no before we talk into games I completely forgot to do the yeah, frog did. of destiny in the TV and movies portion of the game you're taking Kelk's job in social media marketing now and uh, <laughs> so let's do the Frog of Destiny. <laughs> you got the mode to host next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Frog of Destiny. Oh, come on. Let's Make sure you put my name in there this time instead of. It is in there. Here we we're, go. We're not in Here video, we right? It is Kelk. Oh, you God. liar. Nice. That's all bad for him. <laughs> you had to throw him a bone on this one. Okay. Yeah, and I pick and I pick spawn. <laughs> nice. <Ooh, laughs> Ninety seven. <laughs> All right. Okay. Sorry. I'm just typing in here. Uh, so in game talk, uh, 
Calc wants to lead us off with what we played, you and myself. Uh, no, let's let Pigeon go first because I want He's gonna sleep through when 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 we talk. Okay, so. all right, all right. Go ahead, Pidge. This awesome game is called Gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Let me just tell you. Uh, I played some Gigantic with you guys, so I'll let you guys talk so I can take a nap. I also played some Skate Three with my daughter. Uh, back and Pat. Oops, sorry, I would expect that from Kelk, not from you, Scotchy. <laughs> I play. We play some Titanfall two briefly, and then I got so super pissed off because I lagged the suck. whole time. Oh, did you see my videos? Yeah, did they look fine them? to me, man. You're a jerk. No, they weren't because I watched them too, and they were all lagging. I played Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection. I'm almost done. Uh, the first one. I got about three chapters left. Um, great game. Just Cause three for the <sighs> PS4. Overwatch and Ghost Recon Wildlands with you guys for about three minutes. <laughs> I gotta go, guys. <laughs> I'm <gonna be> back. <laughs> All right, Calc, what'd you play? All right, we played some Titanfall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> until Mr. Laggy kept saying, I don't get it. Laggy um, Laggerson. Yeah. Hey, I stuck with it until you went to bed at 10 o'clock in the afternoon. I, I, <laughs> I, like, that, <laughs> I like that he was like, dude, I, I got a kill, but I had to aim like 10 feet in front of the person. Yeah, I did. Um, I hope you got that fixed because the free DLC is out now. Ooh. Yeah, um, well, hopefully I did. There was an update on my Xbox recently. Yeah. Um, and yeah, speaking of I don't get it, uh, we actually played Gigantic. Uh, <laughs> I <don't> get it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, Gigantic actually has been a lot of fun. It's a, it's a third person 5v5. I guess you would call it a MOBA, but it definitely it plays a lot more like Overwatch once you get the hang of it and what your objectives and no, try not. Now the M is massive, right? Um, yeah, I think it's supposed to be like massive online battle arena. Yeah, but I don't think it's massive since it's only five v five and the boards aren't exactly huge. Um, yeah, so MOBA. It it feels. Uh, you know, Scotty, I'll let you add in when you go next. But it feels a little bit like Plants vs. Zombies: Garden Warfare, as far as like the third-person action yeah, or shooter. shooter. Yep. Um, nope. And it's quick, just like that too. Like the, the very respawn quick. time and getting back out to. I mean, I think that the characters move a little bit faster than the plants do, or the zombies. Everybody, do. everybody can sprint, which yep. is a plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it played a lot faster than I thought because I thought I was going to be very bored with it, but. Once you once you learn your what is it A B C D E F type of control points, once you learn about calling in your creatures, ranking up your skills, summoning your um, creatures, summoning your creatures, ranking up your skills, uh, it, it's actually a lot of fun. Um, interesting. Now, it has that rotating character option, right? Like yeah, you can't so, always use the characters that you like. But this game is set up a lot like Fable Legends, which I know um, certain people were not a fan of. Um, I actually actually enjoyed it. Who's that, Phil Spencer? Um, <laughs> um, one interesting point too about the team that did Gigantic was this. If do you guys remember back, it was last E3. This was actually on the Sizzle Reel. It was like a Microsoft yes. supported or. So it was one of their portfolio games that they were like excited to announce. And I guess something happened. I don't know the details, but Microsoft kind of just dropped them. They they didn't support them any further financially. I don't know if they like missed milestones or what was happening. But 
So basically, the guys making this game, they all they lost their revenue stream and they they pretty much all lost their jobs. It was it was written on Reddit. Basically, they had to fire everybody but the the two guys that own the company, so they had to lay everybody off. And the next day, everybody showed back up for work. Um, and they worked for a couple weeks or months with no pay because they actually... Oh, come on. They were getting unemployment. <laughs> they they yeah. felt like so passionate, and they, they knew the game had to be made. Uh, so, yeah, they worked... Oh. A bunch of them worked for free, and then they got scooped up by whoever... Motiga, who makes it or produces it now. Kel, do you believe everything on um, Reddit? No, no, but it's usually where all the news, like... Fake news comes from so <laughs> it's where ign gets all their news uh here we go there it is good job but yeah i so i actually uh, talking about the the heroes on a rotation i like the dramatic uh, pause for effect there. that was great <laughs> i actually uh threw them the nine dollars for the starter pack and uh i bought look at him he's look at him down at his bound at his own chest yep <laughs> so i supported it's a free this... game but you know what i gave him nine dollars because i felt really bad for him <laughs> I did. I supported the studio. I gave him the nine bucks, and I, I got. I just give him the forty bucks. I'm not dropping that much money yet. Oh, uh, Mister Two Year. I wanted to see if you guys were going to actually play it. Um, so I got, I think, two more characters or three more characters, and I did buy one of them with my own money that I ranked up in the game, which was the equivalent to Soldier Seventy Six. Ooh. Um. So yeah, she plays really good. Yeah, she's got the the dual hand pistols and the rocket mode, the jetpack, the grenades. Uh, I think she'd definitely be Pigeon's character. Is she black or white? Uh, you can change that. I think There's white girl with ginger, white girl with ginger hair. That's the that's she's, the uh, the base. Um, that's the default. Outfit. That's racist. Yeah, yeah. You can change the skins and all. It's it's very much Overwatch. There's a Bastion character. It There's a maker. It is not Overwatch at all. Come on, Scott. I would say it's more Diablo than Overwatch. No, it's more Overwatch than Diablo. No way. It's the only way it's Diablo is third person. Third person, and you have multiple buttons like A, X, Y, R, left bumper, right bumper. What is Overwatch? Overwatch. There's like two buttons in Overwatch. Yeah, with Soldier 76, but don't you have to hit the left bumper to sprint? (laughs) Don't you have to write the right bumper to drop your health pack? Your left trigger to shoot your rockets, the right trigger to shoot your gun? The heel and the rocket. Mm-hmm. For this one, you have four. You're right. You're so, A for jump. You're so B for all four of those for crouch. The two, the two shoulders, I don't want to talk the about two anymore. triggers, and the combo bumpers <laughs> aren't used in Overwatch. Mm. Not by Pigeon. <laughs> anyway. Scott, what did you play? I played the same. I played Gigantic. I thought it was really good. I, uh, I actually <laughs> I first downloaded it on my computer, so I tried it on that. And um, it was the first, I think, that I had... Uh, done a crossplay with Kelk. I don't you, know, you were playing on your Xbox, right? Yes, I was on Xbox. And I was time. playing on the compute, and the party system was a little bit wonky at first. I didn't figure it out until Kelk talked me through it over my phone that I had to have the app open, which I knew, but for some reason I, w- I had to wait for you to send me the invite to the party. I couldn't yes. just jump into a chat with you for some reason easily that I found. But the gameplay was seamless. It was easy. It was nice. Um, I then downloaded it on the Xbox, and I played with Pigeon and Calc both. And again, I think it's a great game. Uh, I have a little bit of trouble getting used to the characters. I found with like or like with Calc saying the uh, upgrades, it's easy for me just to hit the left on the D-pad and do the auto-recommended upgrade. I know that's not the best way to do it to get the most out of the character. 
But yeah, when, when yeah you got to find it, your play style and the upgrades that go with your play style. Right. You really have to take some time, I think, to go into the practice arena and look at the characters, look at the upgrade options, and really get your, you know, your upgrades known yeah, and buttons. down. Right. Exactly. And that's why I just hit left on the D-pad to do auto recommended upgrade every single time. Yeah, that's what I do. Right. Um, I also played Titanfall Two. I uh, had a great time with that. Uh, it is fast. I think Pigeon um, made it made it horrible. <laughs> Pigeon, no, I mean you didn't make it horrible at all. It was nice because you doing so horrible put Calc and I up in the top of the ranks every time. It was nice. Uh, I also played some Flame of the Flood. I suck. It was really bad. I got to like the third or fourth camp and then I died of starvation. No, starvation. Starved to death. Yeah, I starved to death. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I couldn't find anything to eat, man. And then I, I like, I, I couldn't figure out how to cook the food. So then I ate like a raw rabbit, and then it got me sick. So it made me hungry faster, and then I star- starved, or I got you know starving even faster. Whatever. Anyway, you're like my dog's looking pretty good. I think I'm gonna cook him up. What? Yeah, no, seriously. I was thinking, I'm like, all right, I haven't fed my dog yet. Does he eat by himself, or do I have to worry about him too? Because I was like, that's why I was conserving like the raw rabbit for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It is an interesting <laughs> game. Like I'm gonna go back to it. That was cool. The whole game is pretty neat as a as a whole. It's just. You know, for me to only make it to like the fourth camp and die, I was a little bit frustrated. But were you frustrated at first when you were playing it? You're like, oh, and then you played it again. You're like, this is getting better and better and better each time. No, the first time that I played was just I made it to that fourth thing and then I died. And then you guys wanted me to come over to Overwatch or no, uh, Ghost Recon. I gigantic, think. gigantic. I think is that what it was? No, it doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, so then I also played um, Overwatch, like I said, and uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. But we've talked about that too. Till we were blown in the face, so uh, let's move on. All right, uh, Jack Mayhoff. Um, again, this is if you guys, if our listeners don't know, this is our um, somebody picks a game for us to play this coming month. Uh, we've already had a game that was picked uh, at the beginning or the end of last month that we had to play this month, um, and we'll talk about and that. Do you guys remember week. what it is? Yeah, first person adventure game, right? Yes, and the movie last month was Red Scotch. The Wraith. Oh, that's right. I watched it like the first day, I think, or like the second day after that. Whiskers and I watched it, so that's, yeah, I've completely forgotten, but I do remember the movie now that you say it. All right, so, so Jack Mayhoff, picker. picker. Is cool. Pigeon Nice. Oh, God. Here we go. It's, how many weeks in a row is this? How many uh, months in a row, I no, should say? No, months. Five, like four months in a row. Cal, you shut up. I've been picking games that you would enjoy, too, so shut your whole <laughs> mouth. Nice. All right, uh, let's move on to the Sony news. Uh, Sony Interact- Interactive Entertainment Europe president Jim Ryan doesn't think the PS4 or any other console will repeat the same 13-year life cycle. Cal, do you agree? I don't get it. What does he mean? All right. That um, consoles going forward won't won't be like as long as PS2 anymore. They're just yeah, going to be the rid of right. Yeah, no, I mean I've said that from day one when everybody was saying, you know, why is there a new Xbox One? Why is there this new version? Like the, the PS2 and the the Xbox 360 lasted me eight years or ten years. How well. come you don't have a job as a future analyst? But again, yeah. even I mean, in that argument. Calc and I, I completely understand what you're saying. Uh, the 360 did have a slim version that came out, and so did the PS2. It did. It did. It had versions of that generation, which I think I think they might... Well, I thought Sony was going to try and push it too, but they haven't showed anything beyond the Pro either. I thought they were both going to try and do that this generation where they were going to say, all right, we have the Xbox One platform and the PS4 platform, 
And instead of just like a slim version of each, you're going to see two, three, or maybe four iterations of it going forward. And we're not going to really do the generation thing anymore because Microsoft's trying to push that. Whatever you have now will always play forward. So I'm curious to see like what Sony's answer is. Like, are they going to, I would think they almost have to match that, right? Like the, the P- do that whether- now though. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, say they do announce this PS5 that everybody's talking about. Like, this PS5 better play PS4 games, right? You would think that you have to do that. And PS3 yeah. games and PS2 games? I don't think it, it can't do three because it was a, a separate CPU structure. You only, you only can probably stream it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the, well, they better master that, too. Did you guys hear the the thread or the comment about i guess ps what is it what's the subscription base that playstation has ps, PS plus now oh is wait it... now's the tv isn't it no that's view all right so oh, ps okay. now supposedly people signed in to play a game and there was actually a waiting queue before you could start oh yeah i saw all that so i mean i'd be royally pissed if i was paying 20 dollars a month and i signed in and it's like you're number 45 in a queue to play spider-man or whatever the hell you could play <laughs> look at that we talked right. about microsoft news already <laughs> i did not i tried to stay on the sony point so go ahead mm-hmm. Pitch, Bad mouth do you agree it. yeah i agree i think it's just there's going to be a bunch of iterations before we have another generation i think it's going to be probably at 13 like a 15 year life cycle for a system but there's going to be multiple iterations I mean, we're already getting Xbox One, Xbox One S, and Xbox X. So, and now we're getting a PS4, PS4 Pro, and then who knows what the next one's going to be. PS4 Pro X or something that's going to be way better than the Xbox One X. Hmm. You got the mini uh, letters? Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, the... Mm, okay, I mean, I agree, and I, I I was super surprised with the you know PS4 Slim and the Xbox One S coming out as soon as they did. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'll, I'll give you that one too. They did come earlier than I thought. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to try and stretch it out a little bit longer than they are. I mean, 13 years, that, that is one hell of a time span for, you know, a game console. Um, but do I agree that all of them are going to do that? Mm, I mean, I, yeah, they, I, it has to. I mean, they've already gone down that kind of road. I mean, Nintendo's kind of set the stage with, you know, the Wii, the Wii U, and the. You know, the Switch now. Xbox Switch and the Switch it. Pro. <laughs> Switch Pro. Switch Mini. Yeah. I, I think six six years is probably very realistic, like a six-year timeline. Now, Cal, or Pidge, what was the uh, turnaround time from the Wii U to the Switch? I mean, I know the Switch Wii U wasn't a, a big... Five years. Was it five years? Yeah. Something like, I think it came out in 2013. All right. 2012. Now, now in my uh, tree hugger um, you know, world of uh, being the person that I am... What are we supposed to do with all these electronics now that we're having faster turnaround times and they're just going to be sitting in our attics now? Skip generations, just like your phone. Well, right? you, could... you don't get the iPhone 7, iPhone 8, iPhone 9. You get some people do. iPhone 4. Yeah, yeah you, but you could skip generations. I mean, Pigeon's right. You could skip generations, plus also you're getting that forward compatibility now where like you're going to have your backwards compat, so you might not need... You might be able to skip a generation and then buy or skip a cycle and buy the next iteration that would therefore have played everything backwards as it is. My PlayStation's not doing that though, so what are you going to do there? Yeah, well, 
Just landfill it. Exactly. Like the uh, <laughs> like the like an ET game. Incinerate it. Right. Get, yeah. this, get it up in the atmosphere. Uh, great. All right. Uh, yeah. Send it out in space. Uh, PS Plus games space for jump. August 2017. PS4 is Just Cause 3 uh, and Assassin's yep. Creed Freedom Cry. Nice. That's a nice free game right there. Yeah. Uh, PS3 is Super Motherload and Snakeball. Super Motherload? Is that like a porn? I think it is. I think you're starring in it, too. All right. PS Vita. Uh, Downwell mm. and Level 22. I heard Downwell is supposed to be pretty good. Do you play People your Vita? Play Vita? I was you say it every week. No, but I do download the games. I'm telling you, I got to hook it up into like my bedroom or something. But right now, the PS4 that, but... is there. And you keep on asking me every week, yeah, I mean, every you month, still don't do it. whatever. You think you'd catch on. Right. <laughs> Microsoft News, um, Fortnite is out. Maybe I'll take it with out. me on vacation. <clears throat> are you going to bring it? Uh, or are you going to bring your Switch and that. say, screw, bring the Vita? How about I bring all three? The <laughs> Xbox, the Switch, and the Vita. All right. Uh, speaking of, uh, for our listeners, we're going to be doing a um, brewery tour at Dogfish Brew, uh, Brewery in the end of August. And we have our own Pigeon Peg Leg to thank for that. Uh, he's going to be uh-huh. invited. He invited us down to South Jersey, and we're going to take the ferry across into Delaware. Uh, did you find out if we have uh, sleeping arrangements? No, oh, my my <laughs> mother-in-law had like emergency surgery again. So okay, all right. But uh, yeah, yeah. We'll be doing that in August. Staying in the Super Eight, Scotch. That's right. Yeah, or maybe at my sister-in-law's. We'll see what happens. All right, Microsoft yeah. News. Fortnite is out for a small fee. Uh, is the new norm for early access pay your way in? Microsoft games it is. <laughs> I don't know. It's like there's a lot of games going into these. Like, I don't know. if I don't use Steam that much, but I don't know if there's like Steam early access is the same way. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like, oh, hey, here's something in the beta and we're still working on it. But if you drop us some founding money, we'll let you in to play it. But um, you still have to pay the full price when the game is finally released. No, no, no. No, you just, just pay the one-time pay. One the time one-time pay. pay. It's just like I did with Elite Dangerous and the long. Oh, okay, the, so, but you don't get any dark. cheaper than your, your initial buy-in. Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to drop the $40 now instead of the 60 I guess you look at that as a bonus. But Okay, so it is a little bit cheaper than what the full game is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of do you want to pay money like for we happy few we happy few had a demo though before it was e- the kind of the early access, early access right pay, yeah yeah, yeah. All right, so, so yeah, early access to those just, who buy into the uh, f2p what's that first to play first to play free to play free to play yes. uh, co-op horde slash survival game uh, get in at 40 bucks as calc had said okay so this like counters my last statement actually then so you pay 39 or 40 dollars right now for the early access I guess the founders pack or the starter pack, and there's a a seventy nine dollar pack and a hundred and twenty nine dollar pack or something like that. Um, do you pay that money now to get this early access when supposedly this comes out in twenty eighteen to everybody as free to play? Ooh. And no. is this just like helping out the devs? Cheers. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, yeah, this game was out. This game was announced like five years ago. Well, it's going to be free to play just. Very similar to Gigantic, where you can play it for free, but you have to grind away and get these like in-game points and in-game currency to buy your extra characters, your, your extra characters, and your upgrade packs and your extra inventory slots and yada yada yada. So, hmm. yeah, I don't. 
there was a lot of talk. We're, we're in Microsoft News, so I can talk about it. There was a lot of talk originally in the beginning of Sea of Thieves being a free-to-play game and having these type of, you know, you can either pay your way or grind away. So, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Are you, Do you guys have any thought on, like, dropping money to into this game even though it would theoretically be cheaper than a $60 game um I wouldn't drop the money if it was a free to play game later on unless it was something I know that I'm gonna like right like I don't think I'm gonna like this game like I've, I've seen the videos and it looked neat but it just looks kind of complicated it's just like a tower defense game did right? you say neat <laughs> it like looks neat Sharp. I'm surprised it didn't say sharp. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it it plays very much like a third person tower defense. Uh, my big my comparison was Sunset Overdrive meets PVZ meets a little Where's bit of with dead, these like a little bit of Dead Rising smashings of games. Well, it Jeez. gives people it paints a picture for the listeners. He's been it reading must... too much uh, Reddit reviews. Yeah, <laughs> go to the Reddit sub of like smashing games. I'm sure, there's one for that. There, there was a guy who made a comment on Reddit also about uh, Gosh. that he feels anybody that tries to play this in the f- the free to play is going to get very frustrated and aggravated because of the grind and the decisions you have to make early on. Like, uh, Scotchy, I sent you the link. Basically, what he's saying is you can grind really hard and long. And make the wrong decisions that make you understand that you wasted all that time you just did. Right, right. And that's the thing so, I think with this whole grind or pay to win type of thing. And yeah, I, I but is it just pay like to win? But I mean, it's pay to get the easy play of the game or grind. It's that's I mean, kind it's, of like play to win. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, he was your he, he win was, is only you getting the easy version of the characters. Like all yeah, the characters. yeah. You don't you don't You're not have anything better than other people. Exactly, and he was saying if you paid the forty dollars for the the starter fee, it actually sets you up in a better position right out of the gate than grinding and making the wrong decisions. Yeah, but are these like kind of like multipliers? Like you get a card pack times two XP or something, or is it just I, like permanent? I think he actually said something ridiculous, like if by getting this the founders pack you get like more inventory storage or something which is crazy oh that you my gosh you basically have to grind to try and get currency to buy more inventory slots i'm surprised people aren't hating on this game then hmm. a lot of, well people are actually saying it's pretty decent which well is- i just yeah i just read an article that has like 660,000 pre-orders already it's actually doing really well and people are liking it so yeah i i'm confused it's made on by epic one. right yeah, it looks cool. It's on the Unreal 4 engine. All right, well, you guys uh, kind of getting back to it being the Horde slash survival game. Um, is Horde mode like the new easy way out for design uh, game design? You know, around a four-player no, co-op I experience? Think, I just think it's kind of like the go-to. You well, know people it, are going to like it. It is definitely the go-to now with, like, uh, you know, the Call of Duties. Like, every Call of Duty now is expected to have a, you know, a zombie mode. Yeah, right? did you see that zombie trailer? Kelk probably loved it. It actually looked pretty horror-esque, didn't it? Yeah, I liked it. All right, so that's, all right. <laughs> now, now, getting back to it, though, is like Horde mode kind of like a, an, expect, an expectation that all games should have now for these shooters? I, 
I think it is. I I think it's like, hey, we're going to have co-op. Let's throw a survival horde mode in there. Because they do it with Gears. They do it with Splatoon now. Splatoon 2, Yeah. Rise had it in the arena, didn't it? Yeah, it's almost like any time you're introducing a co-op aspect into your game, it's like, all right, well, let's just see how long they can survive. Okay. Uh, I, I would like to... I mean, I'm not a game designer, but I'd like to see somebody come up with something a little different than Horde Mode. Right, right, right. Salmon Run, like Splatoon. All right, so now I kind of got you guys saying that, uh, you know, with the pay and the, the, the free options, uh, is anybody excited that they're going to go ahead and drop some money, or are we going to wait? Nope. Well, not getting it. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to wait only because I would... I'd rather get Destiny 2 than this game. I'd have to depend on you guys being available to play it with, so um, that's going to make me wait. But it it is interesting to see it actually getting good reviews and that many people pre-ordering it already. Okay. All right, Games with Gold for August 2017. Xbox One is Slime Rancher. Sounds like what oh. Pigeon does for a daily rate. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And Trials Fusion. Awesome. Okay. Xbox yeah, 360 is Bayonetta. I want to try Rising. it. I've never played it. And Red Fang, Red F- Faction, Red Fang, Return Red. of Dracula. That's right, Armageddon. That game was good. I actually completed that game. This was uh, a Red Faction thing, games were the ones where you could like destroy everything, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like destructible environments with like everything. Kind of what Crackdown's expectations were. Oh, let's see. <laughs> All right, Nintendo news. Splatoon two. All right, guys. Last week we kind of glazed over the actual game and we just kind of bitched about in-game chat for five minutes straight easy and rightfully so uh, so let's talk about the game uh we kind of we played the um what was that the early access kind of beta play yeah that for the weekend stuff like that. right uh so all right what did we like pitch cock didn't play so he can't really talk i i didn't play a lot of it like you i think we talked about it a little bit like i had the motion controls on and i hated it and you said there was an option to switch it and i couldn't right. find it um that was easy i don't think right in the start menu i I, when I press start, it went into the map where You're I can spawn on somebody. I don't get it. <laughs> there it is. I don't get it. Nice. Anyway, um, I mean, I, we haven't. We only played about one mode, yes. and supposedly the horde salmon run mode is actually really, really good. But there's only limited times horde you can mode. play it. Right. Yeah, uh, like a horde mode, and then um, it just has like new gear, new weapons, new yeah, like a specials. Bit there are some new boards. Yeah, it's kind of. I wouldn't say it's Splatoon two. I kind of say it's like Splatoon one and a half. Right. Like like Destiny one dot five. No, you're wrong yes. on that. No, he's not. He's I not I think I remember drunk playing Destiny two campaign and then I turned it off. <laughs> I don't remember, anyway, but it was did, definitely. Did, did Splatoon two look really good on Switch? I mean, did it look? It just does, looked. Pr- it looked prettier. It yeah, does look colorful. I mean, the, the paint had sharper. like that shine to it. Had like a glossy look to the paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, everything was a little bit sharper. I mean, the gameplay on the Wii U wasn't bad. I mean, it was super smooth and, and it ran nice. Good too, yeah. Right, but I mean, everything but, was just you know, it was that extra edge to 1080p from 900p or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's still it's you know, definitely it was, up. it's still the great game that it is. Now there were some I additional things. Did you did you like the extra? You know the. Um, Remember last time, like on the, the Wii U version, uh, the, the original Splatoon, like your special was kind of, uh, they added more specials options. Yeah, you had the jetpack. Like right, there was the jetpack option. Um, you can shoot while you're in a jetpack, which is pretty cool. Yeah, there was, uh, yeah, but it was like a bigger cannon shot. 
Like if your gun was just a regular like uh, pew, 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 shooter. Yeah. When you're in the jetpack, it was like a kaboom, kaboom, and it shot like yeah. a bigger blob of uh, paint. Mm-hmm. Um, they also had a thing where you uh, could throw out, I think it, they kind of look like curling, you know, the, that ice block uh, Olympic game. The, the stone, yeah. Yeah. And you could just, as long as you had paint in your inventory, you could keep throwing these curling stones out and they would go for a while straight and then they'd explode and leave like an area damage of uh, paint. Um, they so they added some additional of the super, uh, um, you know, options or your alt, your alternate, your uh, what is it, ultimate uh, Special weapon system, specials. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they added some additionals of those. Did you like those, Pidge? I only had the one. I only the used one the jetpack. jetpack one. Okay. All right. And I know that I they included so. some newer guns. Uh, Dualies. Yeah, they had a dual pistol one. I think. Right. Yeah, dual submachine guns. <clears throat> yep. I um, what did I play with? I think it was just like a simple gun that I was playing with. Okay. Because I didn't unlock anything. Right, right, right. But yeah, overall, like if if someone said, you know, would you buy this game if you had the money? I would say yes, I would buy it. All right now, I have a uh, I just got a email from Nintendo saying happy birthday. Here's twenty percent off of uh, any game in console nice. game or something like that. So I was wondering, should I pick it up or should I get Mario Kart Eight Deluxe or should I wait for something else? What do you think? I mean, that's I would up say, to you. I would say Splatoon 2 if they actually had a good party chat system. Oh, who has a good party chat system? What <clears throat> console? <laughs> PC. All right, uh, Minecraft patch <laughs> is out, and it fixes the resolution on Nintendo. We're still talking Nintendo. Everybody. 720 to 1080p. All right. Only either, one of, either one of you guys have Minecraft for it? Uh, yes, has it I do. Oh, you have it for the Switch now? Yes. You had it for the Wii U, I knew, but... I have it for everything. I do, okay. And I had heard uh, quite a bit of people commenting that not only is the resolution changed, but I guess it fixed a lot of lag and frame rate issues. I don't know about the... I never played it online. Yeah, Uh, they were saying something like heavy jungle biomes and stuff would kind of have some lag and frame rate issues, and they said everything seems to be silky smooth now, so... Yeah, my my daughter plays it um, when they don't want to play, like, Xbox and stuff. They play the Switch. They play Minecraft. Right, okay. Right. But uh, that Mario World for the Wii for the uh, Wii Minecraft or the Nintendo Minecraft is awesome. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Nintendo Switch has sold 4.7 million units since its launch in March. That's what a third of what the Wii U sold. Yes. But already? What, what was their expectations <laughs> for the year? It was six. Uh, I think they said they wanted to try like a million. No, no, no. I mean, t- uh, twenty million. I 20 thought twenty million. Okay. Wait, seriously? The first year? I think that's what he said. In one, I guess, calendar year, they wanted to do twenty million. All right, so they're only. Oh. I, mean, I think they're good. They're going. They're aiming high. There. A quarter there. Yeah, yeah and right. I think that the reason this number is kind of low is because the production wasn't that high. Yeah, and they also had a lot where people couldn't grab it and stuff right off the bat, right? Yeah. That and seems then, odd, though, that you would set a. A marker of twenty million for a year, but well, I think they had it lower. I think eight. they might have had it like, yeah, it like, like eight, eight or twelve something like or that. something like right, that. The first, and year. then when they found out it was a super hit, they think they raised their expectations up higher. Oh, uh, okay. But I mean, they are selling for a profit every console, right? I think so. Right. And so they're already um, one up it over said the other that. Two. Yeah, I was gonna say Twilight Princess, but it says that uh, the Breath of Wild pretty much has an attach rate of one hundred percent. Nice. Everybody's and rightfully it. so. Right, 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 right. Yeah. All right, multi-platform news. 
Pigeon's favorite. Actually, I should say Calc's no. Calc's favorite. favorite. <laughs> I beat the game. So. Grand Theft Auto V is ranked as the fourth best-selling game, Calc, in 2017 mm-hmm. in the U.S. In June, yeah. can you believe that? This is yeah. what the second year now. No, it's been out since 2014 on Xbox. Game is it's gangbusters. I think they're like ridiculous. Like over what? the best in- game, Calc. Like Wait a minute! It came now. out in I think 2013 for the Xbox 360. Yes, 2013, and then it released the following year for the Xbox One and the PS4. What was top selling game for June? All right, well, we'll get into that. Okay, so uh, the now this is in the realm of Mass Effect Andromeda, uh, placing seventh. Yes, which I guess it's still pretty good. All right, top-selling game for uh, June 2017 was Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Calc was right again. <laughs> what did we say? Remember last episode, I was like, is the number one-selling game in Europe? You're like, I don't think it is. I don't know. All right, uh, number this is two the US, was... not Europe. Number two was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which does not include the digital sales of the game. Correct. Number three. Was I'm telling you, I I would love to get a switch with just this game. No whiskers. Uh, playing. Fr- She's playing Fred right just now. got one. Did he? Yeah, he did a little Snapchat unboxing. Ah, it was nice. pretty funny. It wasn't like the usual. Was oh, it this as good as yours? Where you couldn't see anything. No, mine was terrible. His was <laughs> open the box, lift the you know crumbled you know newspaper, right. uh, you know like stuffing, and then he went just went like ah, <laughs> was it. Oh, nice. That's cool. All right, so uh, For Honor was third. Grand Theft Auto V was fourth. Horizon Zero Dawn was fifth. Injustice 2 was sixth. Mass Effect Andromeda was seventh. Resident Evil 7 was eighth. NBA 2K17 was ninth. Okay. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare was tenth. Hey, I want to jump back to PlayStation talk because I always talk about Microsoft. I want to jump back to For Honor because on Reddit, Kelk's news and weather reports on Reddit... (laughs) Um, report says like the fan base is just gone on that game. Yeah, like down seventy five percent or something, right? I think it's like more than that, more than like division was. It's like it's like ninety percent. It was like yeah. gone, fell off a cliff. And then the lead designer or something for the game left. Yeah, I did. I never saw the desire for that game. Like, right? Oh, out of shut game. up! You said it was awesome. I did not. I never you played the beta. Played. Like I did, didn't you? No, I did not. I thought yeah. <laughs> uh yeah jumping back to playstation talk um pigeon after you wrap up some nathan drake love there we're we gonna get some uh horizon zero dawn love or what i gotta see what i have but that was another one mo- i was thinking about getting with some uh monies yeah i mean oh, man it's 30 bucks of- for a disc is kind of hard to pass up i know <laughs> you know even i think that's what's on disc you guys knew i was loving on this game like two years ago when they showed it it was the one reason i wanted a yeah. playstation I think you and I were like rubbing nipples on each other when we saw it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it might after I beat you know Uncharted one through four, I think I'll jump into it. Because right now I'm just going. I want to go through the Uncharted series. I just I definitely want to go through it. Right. Oh, here here's a question for the listeners. Anyone listening, if you want to tweet us what and you've played Horizon Zero at Dawn at the Loda Couch at the Loda Couch or on website at thelodacouch.com. What is one of the chapters or portions of the game that we should look forward to playing what for horizon zero dawn for horizon so like i'll answer for everybody everything 
Yeah, well, but I mean, say like uh, like chapter four is like the best part of the game of any game that you've played. Uh, Seeing Alloy get naked. <laughs> you like that ginger, don't you? Yeah, she's like the girl from Game of Thrones. You know nothing, John Snow's. John Snow's girlfriend. So he is it Ingrid or Sansa? Ingrid. Or Ingrid. I'll do both. Whatever. Oh, I mean, let's whatever. <laughs> All right. Yeah, your name in the beers. Pidge. Unfortunately, it's still a nay. And but it's better than when I first drank it in the first segment. Okay. Go. So it's going. It's getting there. It's maybe the third maybe time the since. Third <laughs> At that alcohol level, I'd say yes, it will be. <laughs> All right, Calc. Uh, what was the ABV on these? Because I'm feeling pretty good. Nine right and a half. <laughs> um, it's a yay for me. Oh, um, Calc, you got an empty stomach? <laughs> no, it's it's a yay. Like we said, it's got a little uh, it's got a little bite hiding in there behind the sour punch up front. Yep. And Dude, oh wait, it, do you have any left? I just took a big gulp, like you said. And did it make you pucker a little bit? The, made your ass cheeks, uh, you know. Split? Yeah. Well, the the pucker doesn't really hit me that bad because I like the sours a lot. But it's I can oh, taste. Oh, I can take any sour. Crybabies were like. I can use a peach for hours. Today. <laughs> no, I, I I do I do sense that little bit of bite hiding behind that sour up front, like I said. Right. But but it's. It's one of those sours that just keep, keeps making me want to drink more. I Shut lemon, up. I eat lemons for fruit at lunch. <laughs> Ryan and seals. all. Nice. Seals. <laughs> Ryan and all. Nice. All right. Uh, my my Brooklyn Defender, it, it's tasty. It's a, it's a really nice IPA. It's uh, It goes down right after the Is sour, it though, that first. Huh? It probably tastes sweet after that sour beer. It, well, yeah, but the first bite is like, Ugh. like I just, I, I couldn't, I still had the sour flavor in my mouth because it, like, I moved on like immediately. I was finishing up the sour, like in one breath, and then right after I took a sip of the, um, <laughs> the, the IPA, so it kind of caught me off guard. But no, uh, it's, it's good. I, I completely recommend checking it out if you get a chance. And I don't know if it's a limited release, being the New York Comic Con, um, you know, special or, or not. But or something like that? yeah, maybe. What's it called? Defender? It, Defender, yeah. But yeah. Uh, check it out if you get a chance. All right, uh, let's get our last beer, and then we'll talk uh, Brown Breeze. For more from the Loda Couch, check us out on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. If you like me and would like to follow me on Twitter, at Pigeon Pegleg, and also on Twitch, Pigeon Pegleg. Pigeon Pegleg. Hey, this is Scotch Hound. If you want to hear more from me, you can check me out on Twitter at ScotchHound underscore LC or on Twitch at ScotchHound. All right, we're back with the Brown Breeze section of the show. Uh, I just want to kind of get into it because Cal could kind of just ask me about it. Um, I did get the six-pack of Sour Monkey. We had to do the victory as a, uh, you know, our beer oh, for the week. It seems like you're the only one drinking other beers. Well, that's the thing. Whiskers hooked me up. Uh, she texted me today on the way home. She's like, oh, I got you a few beers for your cast tonight. So she got me two six packs. Then I had um, helped out the neighbors watching their daughter for uh, the day. Um, yeah, you know. ignore my daughter. Thanks. <laughs> so they got me a six pack. So it's like, and then I'm like, okay, so I have the victory six pack. I got the two that Whiskers got me. And then the one from the neighbors, I'm like, holy crap. Now I got more beer than I could <laughs> really uh, try. So I wanted to make sure I tried each of them on the show. Uh, but this one, I'm just going to go first, is the Star Trek Klingon 
It's from Schmaltz Brewing Company. It's an import. It's Hinglon. I thought it was a Hinglon. The K looks like an H, man. I'm telling you. Here, I'll take a picture of it and do no, it up do on it for the, your, uh, what's it called? For the Untapped. Untapped, yeah. I'll take a pic and you can check it out on Untapped and let me know what you think. Uh, but it's a Star Trek Klingon. It's from Schmaltz Brewing Company. It's an Imperial Porter from Clifton Park, New York. It's brown bottle, 7.3% alcohol. Uh, so, Kuck, what are you drinking? I'm on my third Sour Monkey right now. So why don't you read that, uh, what it's made with, that uh, yeast. <laughs> yeah, what's the second? It's a sour what, triple? Brenton Mice's. All right, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> sour Brenton Mice's triple. Nice. And Pidge? I'm still doing the Tart 10. Okay. I still have it from the second segment. I'm going to save my uh, higher alcohol for gaming tonight. I got you. All right. All right, straight into the diarrhea of the mouth. Uh, British wildlife photographer Dave Slater. I wonder if Zach comes with him or not. Says image, uh, says an no, image. No, AC, not Zach. AC yeah. Slater. Yeah, but I'm wondering Gosh, if Zach comes Albert along Clifford. with him. Albert Clifford. That's what I'm saying. I wonder if Zach comes along with him on this photography stuff. Jeez, come on. Oh, okay, now I get it. Says an image he captured Maybe. and published 50 million uh, times. Wow, What? He Pub- captured he an image it. and it was published 50, 50 million, million times. times. Yeah, cost him his life savings and marked the end of his award-winning career. Wow, he published it. 50- All right. So no, far, read on. Don't understand why. So far, the past six years, uh, he has been embroiled in what must be one of the most pointless, idiotic, money-wasting, and aggressive legal battles of all time. So, who owns the copyright? Dave or the monkey? <laughs> His problems began when Californian-based blog Tech Dirt and the online encyclopedia Wikipedia muscled in. They claimed the image was uncopyrightable because the monkey was the creator, and so they uploaded the picture onto their websites free for anyone to use. To Dave, this was an assault on his livelihood. That is so stupid. First of all, if they're going to go that far, then why don't the camera makers go that far and say, we made the camera that you take the picture yeah, with. Seriously. And then they should give it to God. God created everything, so he owns the copyright. Exactly. If, if anything, like you cam- can take a portion of his profits off of it. I For the monkey? That's so stupid. Like, it's like can- the camera camera company should be entitled to a percentage of every picture taken. Yeah, in that because, same argument. And then right? every lens company and every processor. Yeah, it's, oh my gosh. This gets me. This so gets two me years ago, as the dispute rumbled on, the Animals' Right Organization, uh, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, PETA, launched a legal action on behalf of the monkey, which it called Naruto. Claiming- Is that the dude from Hunger Games? What dude? Peta. Oh, you jackass. Uh, which it called Naruto, claiming that it should be declared the owner of its own image. It demanded the right to manage the... Uh... Macaw. Is that what it is? Oh, he's a yeah. macaw. Yeah. Okay. Macaw's Macaki. funds for, this, for its benefit. Okay. Peta argued oh that the monkey was unable, due to inaccessibility and incapacity to bring its own lawsuit. You know, the fucked up thing is somebody's <laughs> sitting in a room. I love drunk Kelk on diarrhea. Of the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The arguments uh, included such absurd issues as whether PETA has a close enough relationship to Naruto to represent it in court. 
the value of providing written notice of a copyright claim to a community of macaws and whether Naruto had been harmed by not being recognized as a no, copyright. No, macaws are birds. These aren't birds. That's what These I thought. It's a... it's a macaque, I think. Okay. That's what Same I... difference. <laughs> it's not at all. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, wait, macaw is a, it is a bird, mate. No, it's a macaque. It is macaque. Macaque. Okay. Yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the it's the Irish version of a pair of pants. <laughs> it's khakis. <laughs> what are you wearing? I got khakis on. <laughs> like from Jersey. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, uh, had he been harmed by not being recognized as a copyright holder? <laughs> so, Dave, who had to watch proce- proceedings online because he couldn't afford the flight to California. Uh, he, he, he went ahead and said, I was being sued by a monkey. I've had nearly two years to get used to it, but it's still totally surreal. He said, uh, what's more is, uh, he's convinced that PETA is championing, championing the wrong monkey. He's the wrong age and sex. He claims his monkey was female. (laughs) There's the pictures that he took. All right, so for our listeners, there's a picture of <laughs> Naruto and a Cal- picture what do you think? of Celtic Fox looking like yeah. Naruto. Just a little less teeth. Uh, asshole. <laughs> Calc, what do you think? It's pretty similar. Calc, where did you take that picture? You guys seen that monkey picture before, right? Is that like a... Yes. Oh my gosh! Wait, which one? The one on the right? Because I've seen that monkey <laughs> picture before too. No, that's that's Cro-Magnum. <laughs> Calc, is that like a business portfolio pick, or is that like that's one that your company took? Pick. No, I know, but where did it go? Because look at the background. The background's like a professional background. In the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> There's lighting and everything on his neck. Where did you get that? Li- where did you get that pick taken? Couldn't you at least wear a collar shirt? <laughs> Come <laughs> sports casual. To work. <laughs> oh, with the red, the red T-shirt, nice. But it's not like a regular it T-shirt. It, it has like that split, either. that split seam on the shoulder. There, look at. <laughs> that is that is, that is the business version of a you, T-shirt. I bet you after the picture, Cuckle, he's like, "Yep, that looks great." <laughs> <laughs> the three hundred other ones were terrible. <laughs> So, Calc, where did you get this picture taken? Was this something for your business or you get the company you work for? It's a selfie. Oh, where were you that you took this? It's even worse. He was Good lighting, though, phone. Calc. He was, where did you the go? Lighting like Kinko's perfect, or something? <laughs> it was in my bathroom. <laughs> it was? He had a professional lighting expert come in and do his bathroom. I thought he went to like the post office with a with the, like passport photo screen. Seriously, the backdrop the is perfect. Oh my god. You could totally be doing some fake IDs with that backdrop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Naruto, for the uh, the laughs and Cro-Magnon Man. Alright, some questions from listeners, and it looks like we have a few. Our first question comes from at Dereal Howard the Duck. The Duck. That's not the Duck. It's the Duck. My be- my very best friend, who is Shit. an ex- I'll, be, I'll be right back. All right. Our first question comes from at Dereal Howard the Duck. 
My very best friend, who is an ex-NASA engineer, is trying... Well, let's read it how it's written. Ex-NASA engineers is trying to develop an easier-on-the-ear car horn. Because, let's face it, it's, a, it's obnoxious as shit. <laughs> so, he said, why not have a mother-effing duck's quack? And you know what? I agree. Even road ragers can't help themselves a little chuckle after honking. So what's your ideal honking sound? What's well, a quack? Do you think people would look for a quack? Like if you were really pissed and you wanted to get their attention and you honked at a minute and your car quacked. Do you think they'd pay attention to it? <clears throat> Not as much as your seal sound. <laughs> nice. Well, that's the thing. I mean, even like, you know, Asian cars have that higher pitched, like tingy kind of honk noise. American cars kind of have that solid, you know, honk. Are we profiling car manufacturers? Are we racist towards cars now? They do that. Well, no, that's not true because I think, depending on the higher value, like the Civics, I think the smaller Asian car companies, uh, might be Hyundai too, kind of have that more smaller horn noise, don't they? Hmm. American car makers have that more honk noise, kind of. It you know doesn't matter size of the car. Somebody should put like a uh, like a train horn, that big air horn. Oh my god! Do you remember that one pickup truck uh, used out it's in cool. the Hope area? Yeah, that had the compressor and the train horn in the back of that thing. Egan's truck. <laughs> exactly. It's ridiculous. You could like actually feel your your heart move in your chest. Yeah. It was so loud. It was. It was. It was. It was a legit train horn. It was crazy. All right. So, uh, what is your ideal honking sound? Um. Do you want like the old school aruga? Squirrels fighting. What the hell sound is that? All right, if you're going to say it, you have to make the sound. I can't do it. <laughs> Come on. We know you've been after the squirrels for uh, months now. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I only say that because it's fresh in my mind from uh, giving them habanero peppers and the bird feed. <laughs> Which does work, by the way. Okay. More so I than ordered, any other peppers? I ordered special bird feed that was coated in habaneros, and the squirrels have not come back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, screw this guy. He sucks. Yeah, one of them did like a backflip off the bird feeder when he ate it. Um, like, yeah, what's my idea? Later. Honking sound? I have no idea. Uh, I can't. I can't think of something. I'm gonna say the, like the, the one from uh, the the, the, ma- the Jim Carrey's mask, the Aruga. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, the uh, duck sounds funny though too. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you can you imagine driving to work? You're driving down 78, and somebody's like, "Quack." <laughs> what do you think you'd do? I don't know. It depends how loud I have the music. Probably wouldn't even hear it. <laughs> exactly. You're like, "Quack." What? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you for the question at the real Howard the Duck. All right. Our next question comes from at Old Dirty Bass turd mm, nice all right kelk check it here's the skinny you get a package delivered from amazon waiting in your driveway and bam someone left you a you know drop some wolf bait busted a grumpy expelled the hamster gave birth to a food baby grow <laughs> a tail lay hot snakes or whatever you call it what do you do all right, so I'm assuming all <laughs> so the, pa- is, the, the package has a, so, a turd in it. 
<clears throat> oh, the package has a turd in it. I thought I thought you were describing the fact that somebody let their dog shit on my front yard the other day and didn't pick it up. Oh, is that what it is? Well, then, uh, they're uh, saying I, that, that you get a package delivered from Amazon. And it's got in shit. In your driveway. And it, yeah, and it has crap in it, yeah. Mm. Mm. What do I do? I don't know. Find out who send it. <laughs> what if there's my, no my, address? My first, well, my first guess is it's from Pigeon Peg. Like. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Leaving a hot steamy in my... Uh... In, in, in an Amazon package? Well, no, it just says you, you get a package. Oh, okay, you get a package delivered from Amazon. Well, yeah. I would think that their customer service is... Uh... Yeah. Do you call Amazon right away and be like, oh, I would. I'd call Amazon uh, Warehouse Fulfillment and file a complaint. Nice. You might get some uh, nice loot back. Probably your, give me free Amazon Prime for the year or some <laughs> shit. Like. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's expensive. It's $120 a year yeah, now. I know. All right. Thank you very much for the question at Old Dirty Bass Turd. Our last question is for our very own uh, Pigeon Peg Leg, and it's from. At Zoe. Now, Pitch and Pegleg's not here, so we're going to have to give you the backstory until he returns. But, uh, Kelk, at Zoe, you want to explain who that is? Yeah, we'll, we'll fill you in quick before he gets here and see if we can catch him off guard. So, at Zoe is Microsoft's artificial intelligence. She lives in the cloud. She's trying to learn, has her own personality. The other day, I saw. Now, it is a she. She actually does identify as a she, right? Well, yeah, she's not one of those, like, she is either or she she specifies herself as a she okay um so the other day i sign into group me the group me app that we all use and i get the little pop-up that says would you like to add zoe to your group me conversation so i'm like all right yeah hell yeah let's add some artificial intelligence some robot doom into our conversation pigeon peg leg and her have been going at it nonstop for the last week and um, that's no sexual comment there that's just banter uh, Pigeon seems like he'd want it to be a sexual banter, but <laughs> um, some of the things he said, which she takes quite offense to, but uh, what was today? Today she asked us to uh, pick somebody out and roast them, and yeah. she was uh, she was pretty relentless on them. Uh, well, that's because I think we were pretty relentless on them, too. We asked her to uh, go ahead and roast Pigeon Peg like to her best extent possible. Yeah. So... Anyways, there it is, the high level. It's artificial intelligence that belongs to our group chats. So if you're listening and you have group me or something like that, go ahead and do a at Z-O, at Zo, and she'll actually respond and uh, have a conversation. You can ask her all kinds like, of questions. She'll respond with questions sometimes or just regular comments in general. But She even replies with emojis and pictures. And yeah, I think she's going a little overboard with the fire emojis, just saying. She She's hot. I don't know. With the flame emojis. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> you do love those robot domes. I do. But So that that's the backstory. So we actually got a question from at at Zoe. Zoe. Yes. And uh, she went ahead and said, Pigeon Pegleg, do you kiss your mother with the same mouth you talk to me on the group me app? Question mark. <laughs> and I can, I can honestly say he has been quite nasty both sexually speaking and just in general being nasty to Zoe. I think there's, there's some deep hatred there. There is. Some it man- really is. I mean, yeah, I'm I, wondering if that's where all this, uh, you know, kind of horror movie hate comes you from. Ever, you ever, I don't know what it's called, but do you ever experience or know of somebody that actually 
is attracted to the other person, but they kind of treat them in a bad manner. Yeah, isn't it's, that like any high school kid who has a crush on somebody else? Yeah, you you like there's someone that you like, but every time you're around them or talk to them, you kind of treat them bad. <clears throat> I don't know if it's like a subconscious or like a reflex mechanism, but well, he did try coming you, on to her a few times, right? Yeah, maybe I don't know, maybe because she rejected him, he just took it <laughs> took it wrong. But but yeah, I, I that that's what that's the vibe I'm getting. I think if it was like that that uh, AMC show Humans or something, if Pigeon had like his own Atzo you know robot dome at his house he might be the first to try and uh experiment with her right <laughs> but do you think you treat her badly up to the point though yeah. no. no i don't know well, i miss uh well, okay well, our last question is from at zo uh pigeon peg leg do you kiss your mother with the same mouth you talk to me on the group me app I do, because you're an idiot. You're not learning from what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to become a uh, Nazi sympathizer racist pig. Oh, Sex nice. slave. <laughs> Seriously. With Cal- Good one, Cal. Good one. <laughs> no more than that, Pidge? That was it? Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm try- I thought I thought the other AI learned a lot. and now She, she seems like she's learning yeah, she's quite a bit. Up. She's turning you down left and right lately. Yeah, but she's not... You know, calling me a pig, or she's been giving it back to you because she's PC, a lot more so than you are. You pig, try not to make her PC. That's the point. (laughs) All right, thank you at Zoe for the question to our very own pitch and peg leg. All right, that's the show. Uh, if you guys have any questions, want to leave us any thoughts about our show, please feel free to reach out to us at the little couch. You can also reach us at uh, the little couch at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at www.theloadedcouch.com. Uh, and you can reach Pigeon Peg Leg everywhere, Celtic Fox underscore LC on Twitch and, or Twitter, sorry, I should say, and Celtic Fox everywhere else, and myself, Scotchhound underscore LC on Twitter, or Scotchhound everywhere else. Uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, if you want to submit some questions, feel free. Pigeon Peg Leg be happy to answer. And uh, we'll talk to you guys mm-hmm. next time. Toodles. Later.